Welcome to Organize Anything with Colette Robichaud on 105.9 Seaside FM. Good morning and welcome to the Organize Anything show. My name is Laura and today we're going to be chatting with Colette Robichaud, the organizing coach extraordinaire about some of my favorite topic wine. How are you doing this morning, Colette? I'm good, and we're specifically going to talk a little more about wine storage. And yes. We're going to uncork that that, yes. uh, <laughs> that subject, unleashing your inner sommelier. So whether you're a wine enthusiast or just starting out to be one, we're going to talk about some storage ideas and, and some very basic ideas. You know, we're not, you know, uh, I'm not a sommelier. I've, you know, worked in the industry years and years ago, but often my perspective comes comes from, you know, the average person who's, you know, looking for storage ideas or, you know, where to keep it and some things like that. Often today we're seeing, you know, sort of wine storage ideas added into kitchens and different things. So people are often asking me for a little bit more advice about this. So so we'll talk a little bit about that. I'm excited about it. As an enthusiastic fan of Mm -hmm. wine, um, I know very little about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the thing that I always think about first that always freaks me out is kind of I want to I, I know you're supposed to collect it you're supposed to keep it mm-hmm. but there's more to it than that and there's ideas that you should kind of have to kind of keep in mind and so well let's talk a little bit about that so you know we're not only drinking more wine than ever before especially in in North America I, mm-hmm. I don't know what the stats work like in Europe they've always been drinking wine but our wine has really um, you know consumption has really grown and mm-hmm. even more reds than whites that that took over a time ago and of course uh, you know different storage for for different things but we're not just sort of drinking it we are starting to collect a little bit so whether collect means 10 bottles or 200 we want to have a few more ideas about what to think about and just some of those simple ones and I know a lot of times if I'm you know working with my clients residentially they're talking about you know where to sort of keep it in the kitchen and what to think about so I just want to give you some four kind of basic criteria to think about and then we're going to drill down a little Mm -hmm. bit into that so um, the the main issues for wine that we want to think about are sort of temperature we want to think about vibrations which is often one that's left out Uh, we want to think about light and humidity so those are the four again key issues any consideration that you have in your decision making criteria of whether I'm keeping my one bottle or my 100 temperature vibrations light and humidity so those are the things to, to think about all right so when we talk about temperature mm-hmm. that you know we'll just start at the top of this list list and go down mm-hmm. so temperature is you know we, you want to keep it cool right you don't you don't want to be storing your wine somewhere hot <laughs> yeah and, and let's just go go back to some very basics with that mm-hmm. with outside of oh the cellars were always cool mm-hmm. so that's room temperature and stuff like that some very basics about just not leaving the bottle sit on the counter with sunlight coming through mm. close to you know uh you know your oven the stove i mean i remember i was a a wine rep 25 years ago with one of our local wineries when our wine industry was just starting out and now you know this many years later of course it's really blossomed but i used to call on some of the 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 bar areas that they would get the wine the white wine in the fridge but they would have these jugs of red wine and they would be storing them under the sink to cook you know, and often if you want to say a spoiled wine, we could say it's cooked. Mm-hmm. And that's what a very little change in temperature with that heat is having it cooked. So mm. not only is it storing for the long term, but even just thinking about if you're preparing dinner, often it could be sitting in an area that could be affected by 
some of these things as well. I mean, many of our palettes aren't that sophisticated. (laughs) Mine isn't as well. But just, you know, it's just kind of fun to have a little bit of this knowledge. Yeah, and, you know, you never know if next time you're at a party, you might want to be able to just say, oh, yes, well, look look what I know. (laughs) Yeah, and so, you know, temperature, typically the uh, red wines, you know, we, of course, serve them a little Mm -hmm. more at what we call room temperature, and the whites uh, chilled to, to a degree as well. So even if you're just storing them in what would be a great place, and we'll talk about that more later, even that storing for temperature, if you think you keep the whites closest to the bottom on a shelf mm-hmm. if it's taller and the red on the top, that temperature change because hot air rises course, and the yeah. reds would be on the top if you're keeping keeping them all together. So just little things like that for us yeah. to keep in mind as we're starting to think about it. Now... I you know this is obviously when we're when we're storing it unopened, mm-hmm. and this doesn't happen very often in my house. But what mm-hmm. if there's leftover wine? Well, let, one way to think of it is wine is food. People leave okay. that out of the equation. So if our food is left over, we probably wouldn't just leave it sitting on the counter. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like food rots, and yeah. wine and food will spoil as well. So the, the you know one of the products that's really great today are some of these. Uh, little products that take air out. So okay. the the more surface area there is with wine and the more air there is left in the bottle, it will spoil quicker. Okay. So those wine uh, Stoppers, things. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. So good investment for anyone because, I mean, yeah. you know, especially if we uh, live alone or you ha- you're having to want to have a glass of wine or, but you don't want to take it out. If you do one of those and take the air out, your, your wine is good in the fridge for, you know, two to three days or oh, longer. You know, the longer it is, I throw a little club soda in and it's good to go as well <laughs> again uh, <laughs> but but know that that's what you're trying to do with that storage you're gonna you know um adhere to all those other criteria we talked about of you know the vibrations and mm-hmm. light and all that sort of thing as well but taking the air out getting rid of that surface area and you know if you you wanted an extra step even taking it out a bigger bottle and putting in a less bottle has less air again so that's of another course, thing yeah. to me that's that's another step yeah. i'm not going to worry about it that much and know that most of the wine we buy is meant to be drunk right away. So people get caught up in this laying down the wine, saving the wine, but the majority of the wine in the world is meant to be drunk in the way, not maybe not in the world, but in the wine that Mm -hmm. most, the majority of people buy is meant to be drunk right away. So this idea of laying it down and getting it better, a lot of us are at some point drinking wine that is, is not is not yeah. good and we don't know if you haven't had the wine before <laughs> you often don't know that it's gone yeah. bad if you have nothing to compare it to so again you know with my company organize anything we do a lot of relocations we did a lot of moves mm-hmm. we have a lot of you know our find space in your home program and things like that and clients are talking to us about how to store this wine and again my first question is well why are you storing it why are you keeping large amounts of it yeah. a lot of people that may be listening to this today that you know this this uh, uh they have more information yeah. and they know more about wines and they can do the research for for the average person keeping wine you're a lot of people are keeping it longer than they probably should. Yeah, I had no idea. I, you know, you always had that idea. It was like, oh yes, eighty four was a fantastic year. I, you know, I would, I was, and I would go with that because I don't know enough. And but. some of that are true, but I'm sure you're not going to, you know, the liquor store. I have other yeah. friends that we are going to the liquor store mm-hmm. together, and we are looking for mm-hmm. those. Or even, you know, recently, I'm just getting back uh, with a friend who uh, purchased yeah. a lot of wine. Uh, 
looking yeah. for certain years that mm-hmm. that we couldn't find locally. But the majority of us are buying a good bottle of wine, yeah. and, and 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 we should drink it in a short period of time, and you know, buy what you like. But if you are in another more sophisticated area uh, in your wine consumption, you know, you're doing some of the things that we could yeah. do as well. So you know, if you're starting to lean into this storage and keeping things, I suggest that you go online and you know look at the uh, the winemakers tasting notes mm-hmm. and suggestions um, you know uh, the where you bought it will have notes you know there are lots of places but do some research and know what you're yeah. doing but if you just indiscriminately think I'm going to lay that bottle down for a couple of years and it should be fine that's you know that's yeah. not always true yeah, you might so, be doing a disservice to yeah the so so again you know biggest misconception about wine is that you must age it fact is throughout the world most wine is drunk young and that means between 12 to 18 months even wines that are better if aged you know that, right. that so so that's i think a big takeaway yeah. for, for people today and again, you know, like, uh, why why wait? Like, if it's a good <laughs> it's wine. Like, I'm going to drink the wine anyway. I might as well get to it. Um, so something that I kind of wanted to, t- uh, to you know, come back to this idea of the, the four tenets of storing your wine is you've said it a couple of times, and it, it piqued my interest, vibrations. What do you mean by you yeah, want to be careful that, about that? Yeah, that's one that gets left out because I see more and more people trying to store in the kitchen. And, I, you know, I, again, I haven't done a, a lot more research on this lately about how, you know, some of these new fridges and things that they have right in the kitchen. But anytime you're moving wine, it, it's going to bruise it. So think about if you had a big box of peaches and, mm-hmm. and you're moving them. Anytime that peach hits something, the skin is going to be damaged. So we're not seeing visually the same with a wine. But if you think of it that way... The vibrations are bruising the wines or disturbing it. So whether you think it's good to keep in the laundry room or over the microwave or doors coming or going or even, you know, you found a great place that's cool in the garage, but that garage door opens and closes 10 times a day Mm. or, you know, it's under the stairs and we're running up and down the stairs. Those vibrations will have a lot to do with that with that as well. So, you know, again, one of those criteria that are um, affect are affecting it. Yeah, I, I would never think of that. And, of course, it makes perfect sense. You know, you can bruise a grape. You can you can bruise what comes from grapes, I guess. And so I guess, that again, that really just really points out the idea that if, you're, if you are going to store your wine, you want it to keep it somewhere cool. You want to keep it somewhere still. Yeah. And then... Uh, and we talked about light as well. Yeah. So often, you know, we're looking for a dark little corner of your universe that is your home or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you hear the term cellar. And, you know, I happen to live in a in an old house with a, a cellar that isn't really usable for a lot. So it's, it's, you know, it's a perfect place to keep a lot of wine. And I, you know, store some wine for a couple of friends as well because I have the space and I don't use it for other space. Uh, but um, but truthfully, um, you know, most of us don't have a wine cellar. Yeah. But if you're looking for, you know, a corner that is going to have less of that vibration, it could be a closet, nothing too warm. So you don't want to have it in a place with, you know, sort of pipes in the background or things like that, but out of the light. And that's okay. where, you know, you could have it in, in even a, a basement, but, you know, you could have it in, on a rack in the basement. But it just so happens at certain times of the day, as the light is coming around, you know, it could be a strong light just hitting your shelf at a certain point of the day. Absolutely. And that's that's not a good good idea either. So a storage closet for those apartment dwellers uh, would yeah. be great. Or, okay, that's good to know because, I you know, I never think about that, again, it's as a... As 
as perhaps a younger person who's just getting into the idea of learning about wine, uh, I just think of it, well, I'm going to grab it and I'm going to drink it. And yeah. so as a, but as a cost saving measure, you know, laying, laying in, but just not a lot, just the ones that I like and just yeah. covering that. But even if you're not a wine collector, um, most of us end up by occasion of looking like a collector. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether we're having a party and maybe, you know, you don't get to all of those, uh, you know, bottles of wine, just a little wine etiquette on the side. If someone brings you a gift of a wine, unless they mention it, you are not required to open the wine for that meal. Okay. And in true essence, from an etiquette standpoint, and this is a little off yeah. track, that typically if the person makes that meal, they decide the wine pairings as it goes along, unless you in advance say, you know, are you making something in particular that you'd like me to bring a certain kind of wine to go with the meal and Absolutely. if they you know say no bring what you want then the guest but right doesn't need them to open that right away because if you have a meal designed with certain wines to go mm-hmm. with it don't feel you have to pair a wine that's kind of ruining your meal so just another little wine knowledge for you to know about or when we get back to that research side of things you know if you want to buy ahead a little bit I always like to have some good standard wines on hand to go for gifting as well so I can go and reach. So different wines, if my uh, friends are more sophisticated wine drinkers or I know what they want, I can go to that area and pull that out so I'm not running and pondering over that. It's easier for me to to know what to grab for someone. For sure. Okay, well, um, I think that... You know, these are really, really, there's so much to think about. And I know that I have so many questions that I want to kind of go research. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how humidity affects uh, wine as well. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you can share some just etiquette ideas of as well. We just touched on it a little bit because, um, you know, there's always that idea of, oh, should I be giving this wine? Should I be giving that wine? Or do you eat it with this meal? Or we can maybe chat a little bit about just that. Just a little bit yeah. about that. And we'll get, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll touch a little bit on that and just, you know, maybe talk a little bit more about some of that storage stuff Mm -hmm. and aging a bit as well. You're listening to Organize Anything with Colette Robichaud. We'll be right back on 105.9 Seaside FM. This is Organize Anything with Colette Robichaux on 105.9 Seaside FM. And welcome back to Organize Anything. Colette, before the break, we were talking about one of my favorite topics, wine, uh, and the basics of kind of storage and how to make sure that you're not wasting it, really. Uh, So I'd love to talk to you a little bit more about, uh, you had mentioned the four things to keep in mind if you're going to collect wine, which are temperature control, vibration control, light control, and now humidity. What do you mean by humidity when we're talking about wine? Well, it's becoming a little less of an issue with the corks changing from cork corks to maybe screw tops, and and that's really saves our wine a little bit more. But if the space is too dry, the cork's going to sort of dry out and ruin the wine so it dries up and as it dries up it takes you know sort of less space Mm -hmm. and then air gets in and if we talked earlier about you know just the process of removing the air for uh you know preserving our Mm -hmm. wine that's already open that's a a lot you know of how this would happen so it is some people live in drier climates than others or their homes are really dry Mm -hmm. or you know um if it just becomes an issue with with some issues with the cork of uh, things like that but yeah. the biggest issue is more the you know sort of drying out the cork that if you think of it drier cork smaller cork air in and the the wine is spoiling oh no and of course you know 
we don't want wine to spoil. <laughs> no. So again, when you talk about that, and you're you know you're leaning in a little bit to mm-hmm. your knowledge about wine. If you know you're in a, a drier area and you have a, a room that you're keeping your wine in, not only are you monitoring the temperature of the wine, mm-hmm. you're also going to be mo- monitoring the humidity. And you can look online for those those numbers and where they yeah. should be. And when you're starting out to be doing that, and you're looking to choose a room and think whether this is a good area, don't only just take the temperature or the humidity once that day, but try taking it a couple times, two, three, four times at different times of the day to see what that's looking yeah, like. Get a baseline. If you, yeah, if yeah. you're making a decision. So, you know, again, if you have three bottles of wine, you may not be doing a humidity yeah. check, Laura. <laughs> Probably or, or not. Or buying a dehumidifier <laughs> no. or a humidifier. But, Bye. you know, again, if we're, you know, there are lots of people that are sort of leaning in and making some assumptions about this and, and, and it's time to research a little bit more. And a lot of times with wine um part of the experience is that research it is that collecting and and looking at things and and that aging process and as i said most wine is to be you know to be drunk right away and and you know um so there's variations on you know some people give you advice on certain bottles that get laid down for a longer period of time or certain uh types of wine that get laid down so it goes from um, I'm not sure you've heard of the the time of the the Beaujolais Nouveau, which is kind of like a it's a bit of a a, 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 a race to drink this wine. It comes out every <laughs> year um, uh, from France, and it it's the third Thursday in November. A million of cases go out, and it's sort of the fastest to drink it. It's by no means a great tasting wine, <laughs> but it, it's something that was established over the years and became this ritual, and it's a kind of fun thing to do. Yeah. So, and that's all you know within a very short period of time that wine is drunk so that's probably the the quickest suggestion to drink right off the bat and um that's kind of neat um and so often you'll hear the term le beaujolais nouveau est arrivé the beaujolais it has arrived and it's this i'd say it's a worldwide race and ritual coming Mm. out of france so it's kind of nice nice it's tasted for fun and really never kept so we go from that end of it from the beaujolais nouveau to the white wines that are 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 not considered to be aged as as much and Mm -hmm. when you get to some of the more dessert wines or sauternes with a little more uh, sweet Rieslings, Gewurztraminers um, they can be aged a little bit more but some of our other wines just our drinking whites are are a little more on the lighter and then when you get in the reds we think of those as the aging process a a little bit more that can go up 10, 20 30 years depending on what those are. So when you're you know getting that learning a little bit more about wines lean in a little bit of thinking about that so once you know what you like to drink um just know you know is this a drink right away or is this uh something that could could uh, be uh stored for a little while i suppose of course for those of us who are new to it and are excited about it obviously if it's in the liquor store it's the vineyards know when to release it so it's a good kind of because you know i go in and you, know, you look at a bottle and says oh this is five years old or this is six years old and, and then i always go oh should i keep it longer or should i drink it yeah, now i say or? drink it drink yeah. it and you know i've gone to lots of tastings over the years and you know some of the comments and they're always interesting The i say wine drinking can be a verbal experience mm-hmm. as much as a sort of that tasting experience you know you'll hear people say i think that would be good in five 
five years or ten. And we don't always have that knowledge as long as we're enjoying it. And and again, these days, the tasting notes, you know, talk to your retailer. Is this something that could be, you know, put down, put in the cellar? But, you know, often we're gifted large, you know, yeah. let's say, you know. You get a, a case pe- of wine. Yeah, or- and people are, are looking for interesting gifts these days and where we think anyone can use wine if people drink, that you may be gifted uh, different products as well. So you may want to do a little research. So there's tons of things that you can find online from tasting notes for suggestions on, you know, sort of uh, how to put them down and things like that. So, you know, there is a lot of information. Just sort of sort of look for that. In the same way as if you're doing that research, you're going to come upon, you know, some ways for inventorying if you mm-hmm. are doing that. So there's sort of new school and old school with that. And, well, that's a segue if I've ever heard one. What what do you mean by new school versus old school storing? I know my parents uh, store wine, and it's just in the basement, in milk crates. They have a system. There's little push pins. It gets very confusing. But what, what do you, how, how do you recommend kind of keeping track of what you've got in your inventory? Well, it, you know, over the years I've seen lots. I've got little... Um, retail labels with little ties on them that you Mm -hmm. can write on. There's um, whole inventory uh, systems that you can buy with barcodes. So the barcodes off of the wine and it can go right in a computerized system. I've helped people put them in Excel spreadsheets. So you can do them by category, by country and research. And you can, when you take a bottle out, you can do that. Uh, Binders, I know in my old days, and we're talking many, many years (laughs) ago, I used to soak the labels off and save them and throw them in a shoebox and (laughs) Or at one point, I think some of my fabulous furniture was a glass top table with some uh, wine labels <laughs> under it. You know, really, uh, yeah. yeah, my high end furniture over the <laughs> university years. So you know, the different uh, different ways to do that, but lots of. Um, real uh, amazing inventory systems that are coming out yeah. and just little apps and you know if uh, if you can search and figure that out mm-hmm. binder you could throw a label in and, and a tasting notes even just if, if you're checking out the wine with your distributor um, you know if you just print off the page of where they're selling it they usually have some good information and you might throw that in and so that's sort of uh, good okay. to know as well so you know um, lots of ways to uh, to look at keeping and being able to find again too when you find something you like you may not always uh, know uh, how to find it find it again as well and yeah. you know for us uh, um, in Canada our distribution of wine really varies mm, from region to from region. region to region and you know um, so uh, retailers throughout the world are different and for our, us in in our area in Nova Scotia Canada we've got a very growing um, uh, farm winery, local wine, wineries, our industry is really growing mm-hmm. and it's really nice to take part in the tastings there yeah. on site and really get to know the qualities of our local wineries and things like that. Absolutely. Just before we move to that, um, I, had a, I had a question where we're talking about inventory and then sparking back to this conversation about corks. Should should you store your bottles in your inventory pointing downwards or maybe keeping the corks wet? I've heard that before. Or Yeah, so what you're doing is you're keeping that air out. Mm-hmm. So if they are on their side... They're keeping, you know, and mm-hmm. the cork is secure because of the humidity. You're keeping the air out. So if they're stored upright, the cork will dry out and will let air in. So air is not your friend if you're wine. Mm-hmm. Air means your wine will be vinegar. <laughs> and boy, we don't like that. And, 
To me, I don't even think you should keep it for cooking. If it's not good enough to drink, mm-hmm. I don't think you should spoil a good wine either. The other thing to think about if you are starting to lay down some of your wine, it doesn't hurt to go in and rotate your wine every okay. three months or something as well. So it just, you know, sort of yeah. changes things around and keeps that cork cork wet as you go along as well so you know as you're doing that check you know um how you're sort of documenting that and um you know we talked about sort of the apps and the things like that you might just have a little clipboard you know beside Mm -hmm. it or a little piece of paper you might take pictures with your phone of what you have and you know you have it or you know just just a little tag or or something that you know the whites are on one side and the reds are on the other if you're grabbing and grabbing and going (laughs) and taking to a dinner party or if you need to get something in the fridge and of course with the dinner party part of that is the most fun is the social aspect obviously wines for sharing it's for friends you know if you can support your local vineyards if you if you happen to live in a region like we're lucky enough to have some great vineyards coming up and and how fun is that to be supporting your local economy to be trying new things and you know don't be uh you know always try and sample some new things don't just stick to what you know and that's the beauty of wine there's always more for us to know or sampling things that you didn't think that you liked and you know but bottom line if you are leaning into you know collecting a little wine um you know just make sure you're educating yourself and there's so many places uh places to do that and and you know really uh lean in and have some fun with it i mean it's so wines are so celebratory even you know any wine but i'm someone who likes my sparklings or my champagne Mm so you know so uh yeah i feel like right now i wish we had something (laughs) just to we should be popping a cork and celebrating that we had a chance to uh, talk about this today. Absolutely. And if anybody wants to learn more about uh, perhaps wine storage or ways they can kind of find space in their home Mm -hmm. and had some questions for you, where could they reach you? Well, you can visit our website, organizeanything.com. And from there, you can see some other um, places where you find us. I have a Pinterest board on wine storage, and there's lots of great pictures there of of some different ways to store wine, which is always always great. And and I collect pictures of really some neat wine sellers. (laughs) around the world not 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 for everyone lots of them you know um you know for people that have many many bottles and even um some really unique uh wine storage in some of the restaurants when you travel really creative uh, ways to do that as well and uh i'm on uh twitter as well and don't forget to follow you know some of your favorite wineries have some great tips on twitter and follow their their uh local facebook sites and sign up for their newsletter or alerts so you know when the time comes and you know that you enjoy that product that you will be you know you can definitely find it and get what's coming up it is kind of nice to follow along in that stream and educate yourself Mm -hmm. and so when you're sticking to a few of those in the beginning and uh, you can really have a good base to do that so so again store your wine properly lean in a little bit to educate yourself a little bit more so we just want to make sure when you uncork uh, one of those bottles that everything that we have is going to be uh, ready to drink and ready for us to enjoy fantastic thank you so much for your time today, Colette. My pleasure.